The following is a paid program on this station. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Here is the number to call. We are at 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770 for your phone calls about your health, uh, your health concerns, maybe a diagnosis, maybe some symptoms you're experiencing or those meds you found on the Internet. Are they good or not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to Dr. Jerry Mixon here. So uh, let's see. Anything new going on? Here we are in oh. November. Yeah, it's relatively quiet. Uh, okay. The biggest, biggest new panic. Oh, is, a new panic. Yes, Not a, monkey new, pox. a new viral panic. <laughs> uh, well, they're they're now concerned about a triple threat. Because, oh, a triple threat. Yeah, because of all of the the social distancing and masking, etc. Uh, not as many kids caught RSV the last two years, mm. and not as many adults caught influenza. So the new worry for this fall is that RSV, influenza, and COVID might all surge at the same time. Oh, boy. Okay, and that you know, we would have issues. Now, probably 95% of the kids in the country are exposed to RSV by age two. Okay. Okay. It's a, everybody catches it at some point in their life and several times. And flu, of course, we all know you can catch that several times. Mm-hmm. And COVID, we now you can catch several times. Yes. <laughs> you know? So, you know, a light year when people drop their immunity a bit because they didn't catch it last year, there's usually a surge the following year. We've had two quiet oh, years okay. for the RSV and influenza. And so, you know, immunity is dropping. These uh, people forget that that RNA viruses like flu and COVID and so on, these viruses, you do not get lifetime immunity, not from the virus and not from the vaccines. Mm. Uh, and so th- this whole thing that people were expecting it, the vaccine to protect them forever for COVID. No, it's an RNA virus. It's going to protect you five, six months. And that's about it. And that's which is why you need a second or a booster. Or you're going to probably end up having it offered to you on an annual basis. Ah, okay. okay. Like the flu shot. Sure. It's just that the flu shot we had, you know, we've had decades of experience with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we know what the side effects and the problems are. The, uh, the COVID vaccine is a new vaccine. We're still learning about the side effects and the problems and the downsides. You know, as I've said several times on this show, um, Mr. Trump's warp speed was a mixed blessing, like everything in life. Uh, you know, he was told by the, quote, experts that this was a virus that was going to, you know, kill tens of millions of Americans. And so he said, well, we need a vaccine. And they said, yes, we'll get you one. And they pulled out all the stops. They got us a vaccine in less than 10 months, which was yes. a world record. Never been done before. The good news is we got a vaccine really fast. The bad news is we didn't have years to test it. Because you got it in ten months, not in five yes, years. That's right. <laughs> you know? And so when you when you get it in a hurry, you don't get a chance to do all the long term testing. And so we are learning about the adverse effects as we go. Um, mm. That's just those are your choices. Uh, given the fact that you know the the experts in London were telling us that this was just going, it was a version of SARS. It was just going to slaughter the world's population. Well. You know, rushing for a vaccine was a perfectly reasonable choice. But now we're seeing the consequences of our rush. All right. So anyway, we'll see, you know, how it turns out. Uh, You know, I've had my two vaxes and one booster and then I caught then I caught COVID. Um, Very mild disease for me. You know, three days of a runny nose. That was my COVID. Um, I'm not sure about taking the bivalent, the, the new vaccine that covers you know, multiple versions of COVID. I'm waiting to see two things. One, how big a winter surge do we get? Okay. And two, how serious are the illnesses in my age group? You know, if it's people catching a cold, then I'm not going to bother. I can tolerate a cold pretty well. You know, if it's uh, if it, you know, I'm 75, if I got 75 year olds dropping like flies, then I'm going to go get the, the vaccine. I mean, it's just, okay. you know, and I'm, that's my advice for everybody. Um, you know, people don't realize several countries, the Nordic countries, for instance, have have recommended that no males under 50 get the vaccine now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because males under 50 do well with the disease and they have more cardiac problems with the vaccine. Mm, Okay. So they, so, you know, several countries are now saying, no, we don't give it to children. We don't give it to, to any, you know, any child and we don't give it to males under 50. So, you know, it's each country is making up its own rules as we go. And we will find out over time whose rules made the most sense and whose didn't. Yes. Because <laughs> everybody's guessing. We're pulling these numbers yes. semi out of thin air. You making know? the best guesses and choices right. that we can. Yeah, we're making the best informed guesses that we reasonably mm-hmm. can. And we just have to wait and see what happens. Okay. Now, RSV, I've heard of, but I've only heard about it in infants, like my little grandson when Rest he was born. Respiratory virus is okay. primarily a virus that... that uh, hits kids. Okay. Because most adults have been exposed to it several times. We have adequate antibody. If we get an RSV, we basically get a bad cold. Okay. So you may have gotten it and... Except for the extremely old, the extremely fragile. You know, I mean, if if you're you're listening to this radio show from a nursing home because you are so old and fragile, you cannot live on your own. Well, then RSV and COVID both have a good chance of pushing you over the edge because you're barely hanging on now. Mm, Okay. 
<clears throat> I thought it was fascinating when they, they looked at all the nursing home deaths that first year with COVID. And, you know, people were quite upset that it was it was basically killing a lot of people in nursing homes. But then they looked at, closer at those nursing home deaths. It shortened the average lifespan in the nursing home by three and a half months. Ah, uh, so these most, are people that most, most likely. Yeah, most of those people who died in the nursing home would have been dead in the next three and a half months on average. Mm-hmm. From something else. From their coexisting conditions. That's okay. why they were too sick to be living at home. They were, you know. So COVID kind of gave you that last little push. Mm-hmm. But we noticed, you know, healthy young people almost never got really sick with it unless they were significantly overweight. And that's one of the things we didn't realize about COVID early is that COVID grows preferentially in fat. And the more body fat you've got, the higher your viral load is because it seeks out your fat and that's where it replicates most efficiently. And so the fatter you are, the higher your risk of of being seriously ill from COVID. A person who is overweight has a 650% Mm. increased risk of being hospitalized or dying from COVID. Lean people almost never unless they have really serious coexisting conditions. Okay. So another reason to make your New Year's resolution. Well, yes. <laughs> to take off the extra weight so you won't have to fear COVID. That's right. And, you know, there's not going to be any real side effects to you losing that extra weight. Well, All there will be. You, you'll be energetic. Your brain oh. will work better. Your arthritis will hurt less. You'll have less risk of diabetes, less risk of heart attack. So these are all good strokes, side effects. Less risk of dementia. <laughs> Yeah, getting, <laughs> getting good. lean is a net positive all the way all around. All positive. Yes. Okay, so what would be a, a, a negative? Uh, uh, you I get hungry. Okay. Hunger. Mm. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. But then, you know, if you have the extra weight, you probably get hungry anyway, which That's is right. what You live hungry. That's why you're You're overweight. living. You're, yeah, you're snacking, snacking, snacking. Okay. Very good. Well, not very good, but uh, well, and that's why longevity is here to find out uh, what's going on in your body, because so many times people will say, well, I'm 65. I'm healthy. Well, that's great if you're feeling good and everything's working well. If you're running, jumping, yeah. leaping, cavorting, you know, dancing and late into the night at, at 65. You probably mm-hmm. don't need us. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, if you're spending your evenings watching TV or quote, Exploring the World Wide Web. Oh, you know, boy. Staring at you know, your phone. <laughs> st- sitting there staring at your phone or your computer, you probably do need us. Uh-huh. Um, and let me, let me give a little, a little explanation for people that are just tuning in and are not used to the show. Because every once in a while, somebody will call in and they'll say, well, can I come see you for this? Can we come see you guys for that? No, we do not do episodic care. Okay, and that's when you have a cold, you break your arm, yeah, you get different a sprain, things like that. You sprain your ankle, or you just want a, a consultation for a, a serious but singular problem. Okay. We don't do that. Longevity Medical Clinic is an unusual clinic, okay? Uh, we treat primarily the normal but undesired changes of aging. As you get older, it is perfectly normal to get slower, fatter, weaker, tireder, your sex life fades away, your brain slows down, you start getting senior moments. You know, why did I walk in the room? Yeah, yeah. what was I? Um, you know, <laughs> what, what was old, what's his name? name? I knew him well. Hmm. But I can't remember. Yeah. Those are the sorts of things that are normal with age, but they're not necessary. We can avoid the vast majority of them. You do not have to get slower, weaker, fatter, sexless, and dumber as you get older. Uh, 
We have a comprehensive program, though. When you come to see us, in order to fix it, we have to address a whole lot of stuff. So we put you into a minimum of a one-year program, and then you just stay with us as long as you want to. And we have people that have been with us well over 20 years now. Yeah. And so our goal is to first do a rather extensive metabolic evaluation. We do lab work that would cost you many thousands of dollars if you paid for it elsewhere. We do it for 600 bucks. Yeah, you got your own lab. That's why I can do it cheap. I got I, yes. I put it in my own lab years ago. And so we do an extensive printout. You get about a 70-page printout that looks at you. You will get a thorough history. We look at things your family doctor has never tested in his life or her life. And we do not use age-normed values. You know, as you get older, we expect your numbers to get worse and worse and worse. We don't. At Longevity, we use the mid-range for a healthy 25-year-old as our target. Okay. And if you're not functioning as well as a healthy 25-year-old, then we think you need improvement. And so we we address all of your anabolic hormone load. We address your inflammatory markers. We address your genome. We look at a whole lot of stuff, and we move as much as we can back to the mid-range of a 25-year-old. We put you on a decent diet, decent exercise. We have you use supplements that have science behind them instead of wishful thinking. And we can help the average person to function as well as they did 20 or 30 years ago. But it's not an overnight thing. Okay, you have to continue with us for a prolonged period. That's why we require a minimum of a year. It takes us that long to get you where anywhere near where you want to go. Okay. All right. So when you call in, you know, you don't call us and say, Can I come see you and fix this? If you want that fixed, we have to fix this and this and this and this and this in the process. That's right. And wouldn't you want to get those things taken care of? Because so many people don't know what they're at risk for. Things like uh, brain shrinkage and cancers, uh, diabetes, diabetes, heart attacks, so many things and osteoarthritis. And yes, a whole lot of bad stuff normally happens as you get older. We can't make you younger. I don't like mm-hmm. it when people refer to an anti-aging clinic. Making you younger would involve warping space and time. We don't do that. Okay. Right. We help you to function as well as the average person much younger than you. Okay. That's a different issue. You know, I'm 75 years old. Okay. I f- don't function like the normal 75-year-old. That's right. I can take a three-mile run. No big deal. I can, you know, lift over 200 pounds in the gym. It's not typical for 75. It's more like a 35 or 40-year-old. But that's okay. That's right. I don't mind functioning better than my age. That's not a bad thing. No. And we're going to tell you how you can, too. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be back with Dr. Jerry Nixon. Here is that phone number to call to get through with your questions. And the lines are open right now. 800-465-8770. Be the first one to call in. 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. 
Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. I think it's a wonderful thing. It's not a reacting after the problems it's trying to prevent the problems from happening in the first place and the, the thing i like the most about everything that i've learned is it all makes very logical and intuitive sense primrose lane life's a holiday on primrose lane just a holiday on primrose lane Welcome back to Leading Edge Medicine. My name is Lynette here with Dr. Jerry Mixon, and he is ready to go to answer your questions today. So many days, uh, uh, so many times we get the phones backed up, and it's like, oh, trying to get to all these phone calls. And if you are listening right now, then, boy, join us and jump on and be one of the first uh, and give us a call. We would love to talk with you today at 800-465-8770. Maybe there's a, a new diagnosis that you're dealing with or uh, something you don't quite understand or you have questions, medical questions, uh, we are here. Uh, Dr. Mixon will be answering those for you or at least pointing you in the right direction. That's right. That's right. And one of those directions is Longevity Medical Clinic. And we were talking about how you keep, you want to keep people healthy. And stronger, faster, stronger, leaner, smarter, faster. and sexier. Absolutely. And one of those ways you can do that is by coming in, if you've never been here, if you're not a patient, and getting that free health analysis appointment. And that shows you two things, right, doctor? Right. Yeah, we do We do two tests, really. Mm-hmm. One is a hemoglobin A1C, which measures the percentage of your red blood cells that have been damaged by blood sugar. The higher your A1C, the faster your brain is shrinking. Mm. And you don't have to have an abnormal A1C to be headed for trouble. If your A1C is 5.2 versus 5.7, normal, by the way, going up to 6.5. Okay. You become a diabetic at 6.5. But even at 5.7, your brain is shrinking twice as fast as it would at 5.2. Wow. Okay. Normal can go as low as 4.4. So, you know, in that lower third of normal, you keep your brain much longer. It uh, tells me what your risk of diabetes is, strokes, heart attacks. Um, the other test we do is a uh, called an in-body, and we measure the, the amount of muscle and fat 
in all four extremities and in your abdomen. And visceral fat is a very destructive hormone peptide producing gland. People think of fat as a as a cosmetic issue. Yeah, just as, oh, that doesn't look good. I want I to lose this. I, I really don't care about your beach body, but I do worry about the percentage of fat in your abdomen because mm. that produces more than 80 different destructive peptides, hormones, and cytokines that raise your risk of dementia heart attacks towards you in the future. Mm. So between the A1C and the and the in body, uh, we get a pretty good look at your general risk. Now what we want you to do obviously is if you are at high risk, if those two tests tell us that you're someone we need to worry about, then we want to do a far more comprehensive test and that one you got to pay for. It. The first two are free. If you do the comprehensive test, it's about 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. But that $600 not only does you a 70-page printout on your labs, it also gets you an hour with one of my physicians. And the doctor will be able to go over your history, will go over your lab work, and then lay out what they think it's going to take to get you where you really want to go. And then you can decide if you want to be a patient or not. Okay. Most people decide they want to. They're like, yes, let's do this. And some people say, well, yeah, I'm getting slow, weak, fat, dumb, and sexless, but I like that. I think I just Mm. want to continue doing it. No. And that's fine. You're a grown up. You make your own decisions. Okay. Not your daddy, not your boss. We offer you help. You can accept it, Mm -hmm. but not accept it. You're a free person. There you go. Well, we want to get you in to find out what's going on so we can get you feeling better, stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, sexier, and... That'll make you happier. Happier. Oh, yes. Here's the number to call to make that appointment and ask for the free health analysis. It's 866-86-YOUNG. That number again is 866-86-YOUNG. You can also go online to lmclinic.com. That's LM for Longevity Medical, clinic.com and sign up for your free health analysis appointment. You can pick a longevity clinic in Kirkland, Tacoma, or Linwood. And there are even appointments on Saturdays now. This is new. Yes, we have uh, six days a week, Mm -hmm. Monday through Saturday. So there is going to be a time and a day and a place uh, that will work with your schedule. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, let's go to the phones. And if you have a question, again, that number to call to get through live today with Dr. Mixon, 800-465-8770. We're going to talk and start the show off with John. John is calling from Federal Way. Hi there, John. John. How can we help? Oh, good morning. Good morning. And I just want to say I've been a patient for over 20 years and I wouldn't be as good a shape as I am. Well, I have a question. I just have uh, I had my last lab review, and uh, my testosterone was running real high the uh, previous quarter. It was running about 2,100. Wow. And then uh, <laughs> I cut it down to one line, uh, and uh, it's, now it's down to uh, 1,600. And <laughs> Still I, high. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So what I'm wondering is I, I take an... Uh, uh, HDH uh, using 0.35 milligrams, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering does the HDH affect the uh, testosterone? Yeah, they're synergistic. Um, the testosterone okay. raises growth hormone production. Growth hormone raises testosterone production. You know, it sounds to me if you're only l- using one line <laughs> that they they need to get you a less potent uh, cream. Yeah, so I don't okay. know how many how many milligrams of testosterone. 
per gram are in your cream, but sounds to me like they need to cut it about in half. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think they're in the process of doing it. I remember years ago on the radio, you mentioned the people that are taking too much testosterone and that increase in their breasts and fatty area around the nipples and stuff. I think that's happening to me. Yeah, it can happen. I'm taking anastrozole three times a week. Should I be taking any anastrozole or what do you think along those lines? It depends on what your estrogens are running. You know, I don't, we, we used to worry about estrogen levels a lot more than we do now. Uh, especially in older men, it turns out that if we drop their estrogen levels too low in older men, we actually lose some of their cognitive, some of their verbal skills. Uh, and so we're letting estrogens run a bit higher in older men than we used to. So it, I guess it depends on what your body fat is. See the biggest, the big, the I'm biggest about four and five, and my okay. body fat's about sixteen percent. Yeah, see, you probably don't need much anastrozole. What we probably just need to do is to get your testosterone down to human levels, uh, because you are you are higher than the average seventeen year old. Wow, are you are you racing trains and catching speeding bullets, so, <laughs> John? No, 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 matter of fact, I'm very calm and very relaxed. I I don't feel any. Hyperactivity yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Well, actually, and you know, most men don't. There's, there's this, this myth that if you raise a man's testosterone, you make him, you know, aggressive and so on. Um, what I, t- what I tell guys is, if you were a antisocial bar fighter when you were twenty. You know, then I don't want your testosterone to get too high because you've got some socialization issues. If you are a well-socialized, decent, polite human being in your 20s and 30s, you will still be one when we raise your testosterone level. Okay. <laughs> um, so That's no, my, my, yeah. That is reassuring. Yes. My fear with, with too high testosterone is that um, the biggest source of estrogen is conversion of testosterone into estradiol. Mm. Um, there's only one hydroxy group difference in those two molecules. And so hydroxylating testosterone makes estrogen. And so often we will see uh, men who the testosterone is too high who have very, very high estrogens too. And if the estrogen gets too high, it can damp down their libido and their sex drive, and it can shift their metabolism towards fat. And that's what we don't want. So you're right. You can get breast tenderness and, and breast enlargement and increased body fat from too much testosterone because your body is converting the testosterone to estrogen. Uh, so you're, you probably don't need the, est- uh, the anastrozole. We used to use a lot more of that than we generally are using these days. So chat with your doctor when you get in to see your next, your next visit at, at longevity. And, you know, ask the doctor, I really need this estradiol or this uh, anastrozole. And, you know, yeah. let's get the testosterone down to eight or nine hundred instead of sixteen, seventeen hundred. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then I'll bet your estrogen comes under really good control without the anastrozole because your body fat is nice and low. 
and it's usually the fat is where the the aromatase is that converts testosterone to estrogen. So the more body fat you've got, the more of your testosterone you'll turn into estrogen. Yeah. I talked with my uh, uh, naturopathic doctor. She's really great down in uh, um, Tacoma. And uh, anyhow, she, uh, even the time before this time, uh, she said that I should consider not taking any nasazole. So I kind, yep. kind of was concerned. And then uh, I said, well, I, I think Dr. Mixon wants me to take it because of the uh, breast problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I said, okay, I'm going to ask Dr. Mixon on the radio and find out, get his opinion. Sure. Yeah. So that's why. Well, yeah, we, well, 20 years ago when I started the clinics, or 25 years ago, I started the clinics in the 90s. You know, we were far more concerned about estrogen levels in men. And over the course of the last 20 some years, you know, the science is is evolving and we're finding that it's usually only the significantly overweight men that we need the anastrozole with because they have aromatase in their fat that converts a lot of their testosterone. Lean men and okay. with a, a body fat, you know, of, of, of visceral of 0.4 and a a uh, total body fat of only 16%, you're not likely to, to make a whole lot of estrogen out of your testosterone. Great. Well, that's really good news. That's one uh, supplement I, or men I can get rid of. Yep, yep. I'm we, we want to... Yeah, I want you in as few drugs as we can give you. So. <laughs> Perfect. And I really enjoy your program. Uh, well, thank you, sir. I really do and I want to uh, keep up the great work. All right. Thanks oh, thank a lot. you so much, John. Okay. Bye bye, sir. All Thanks. right. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Have a question for Dr. Mixon like John did? We would love to hear from you. The phone lines are wide open for you at 800 465 8770. You can get right in and on the air. 800 465 8770. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more longevity and leading edge medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country, and I can tell you whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. I finally went and took that free test, and it didn't hurt. I went ahead and, and uh, moved forward with uh, genetic testing and 
inflammatory markers and stuff like that. So I'm encouraged to see what those results are. So how would this work for my father at 80 years old? Hear that whistle, it's 10 o'clock. Come on, baby, it's time to rock. I'm so happy I got you here. Keeps me grand from misery. This feeling's killing me. Well, I ah, we're back. I yes, we're just right. love listening to the music and getting ready to start the day. Cup of coffee for me. Uh, Dr. Mixon, you've got your tea. Coffee. I'm doing tea You're now. doing tea now, and uh, we would love to talk with you this morning. 800-465-8770 to get through on the phone lines. 800-465-8770. Now, uh, why don't we talk a little bit more about hormones? John was calling. Yeah, John um, was wanting to to talk a little bit about the interaction between testosterone and estrogen levels. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's a, a subject that is generally misunderstood a lot. You know, people sometimes accuse me of being anti-fat. And I am. I'm not. I'm anti-fat. I'm not anti-fat people. There's a difference. Uh, you know, <laughs> I right. don't like the things that fat does to people. I don't like the increased risk of heart attacks and strokes and dementia and the you know more rapid breakdown of your joints and the arthritis and the depression and so on that often comes with increasing body fat. But one of the things that is often missed, uh, especially in older men who tend to gain weight, is that it is lowering their testosterone. And it pulls their testosterone down by converting it into estrogens. Mm -hmm. And that's why many older, overweight men have moobs, the man boobs. Ah, yes. Okay. Because that belly is converting a lot of testosterone into estrogen. Um, It's also a big cause of depression in older men. Mm. Uh, As your testosterone is converted to estrogen, you don't tolerate stress as well. You know, a young man that has low estrogen, high testosterone ratios uh, tolerates stress wonderfully well. Whatever comes up, he's confident he can handle it. As you get older and the testosterone is dropping and the estrogen is rising, then you start becoming more diffident, Mm -hmm. less tolerant of stresses, more anxious. Uh, And so that change of the elderly man as the, the diffident, frightened sort of guy, that's primarily a hormonal shift. Wow. Okay. And... A high testosterone man doesn't worry about things because when something comes up, he just says, yeah, I can do that. Okay, we can do this. I can handle that. Yeah, not a big deal. Testosterone provides self-confidence. Low testosterone, high estrogen in a man does just the opposite. Okay. And depression is a big issue in older, low testosterone men. Hmm. Now, the thing that worries me about that scenario is that for reasons we don't understand, Testosterone levels have been dropping in American men since the 1960s. Wow. And if you compare a man in his late 30s today with a man of 60 from 1960, they'll have about the same testosterone levels. Wow. So testosterone levels now in men in their late 30s to early 40s are where we used to not see it until they were in their 60s. Grandpa. Grandpas, yeah. Wow. And that's really kind of spooky. 
You know, in fact, I am looking right now at the possibility of setting up a program, a less comprehensive program, really, for uh, young uh, tech workers. You got these young guys in their 20s and 30s and a few in their 40s now that are sitting at their computers all day working for Microsoft and Apple and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all these techie and gamey firms around here. And depression is becoming to be a major problem with a lot of these guys. And the depression is being triggered in large measure because they're running testosterone levels that their grandfathers would have had. Wow. And so, you know, those guys don't need the comprehensive program we do for our older men. Mm-hmm. Older men have got a lot of stuff besides testosterone now. They're thyroid, they're DHEA, they're pregnant alone. They've got all kinds of hormonal imbalances. They've got a lot more inflammation. They've got a, a host of, of things such as increased senescent cells. The young guy doesn't have all that other stuff. His problem is basically just a drop Hormonal. in testosterone. Yeah. Okay. So the young guy, the young tech worker, you know, we could handle with a lot less expensive, a lot less complex program because we have a lot fewer things we'd have to monitor. And so I'm really looking at, at uh, you know, kind of exploring a, a tech worker module. Okay, to see what's <laughs> for, going on. For longevity. Yeah. 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 Now, would that be the cause of men um, being more anxious, younger, losing their hair? Anxiety, depression, chronic fatigue. Yes, these are common problems in young men that are in, in the modern age. And, you know, the psychiatrists or many of them say, well, it's due to anxiety. Mm-hmm. No, it's a lack of exercise. Mm-hmm. It's a la- lack of of the myokines, the the beneficial things produced by working muscle, because they're sitting too much, and it's in partial result of their dropping anabolic hormone load. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll talk more about this in just a few minutes. We've got a phone call. And if you'd like to call and talk to Dr. Mixon, we would love to hear from you on Leading Edge Medicine. Here is the number to get through to the studio. It's 800-465-8770. And we have Kathy on the line. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Good morning, Kathy. Oh, hi. I'm well, thanks. Um, Good. You know, I had a question about all the... Um, I, I remember it used to be like 220 and then 200. Is this cholesterol? Told, yeah, total what, cholesterol. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Your phone dropped for just a second. So well, okay. all we heard was 220. We didn't yeah. know what was supposed to be 220. <laughs> all right. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe it's better off speaker. Oh, yes. It's, oh, yes. It's always better off speaker. So okay. hold it up to your ear. Yeah. The um, cholesterol, total cholesterol, I've heard it used to be 220. Now I think it's 200, and I'm even even hearing it should be 180. And I get conflicting um, information how you actually do need cholesterol, and so I wanted your uh-huh. take on Right. Oh, this is good. Yes, cholesterol education with Dr. Yes, Nixon. Right. Cholesterol metabolism yeah. is a very complex process. Good question. You know, yes. we, used, we used to just look at total cholesterol numbers, and then we started looking at HDL to LDL ratios, and now we're fractionating everything. Um, yeah, when I was in, when I was a young intern and resident, uh, we accepted cholesterols up to 220. Mm. 
and then it came down to 200, and now then it's 180. And now if you've had a heart attack and you've got cardiac disease, they're wanting it under 150. And, and so um, how, to, how to make this as simple as possible? Um, cholesterol is the mother hormone, okay? All of your hormones or all your steroid hormones uh, testosterone, estrogen, pregnenolone, progesterone, dehydropyandosterone, cortisol, they're all made out of cholesterol. We have to have cholesterol. Cholesterol is critical to life. If you don't have cholesterol at all, you would die very quickly. Okay, You have to have it for brain function, for muscle contractions, for all sorts of stuff. So cholesterol metabolism is critical. But there is a form of cholesterol called LDL, low-density lipoproteins, that is a fragile form of cholesterol. And LDL can be easily damaged by uh, high blood sugars, high insulins, uh, free radical formations, inflammation of almost any kind will damage some forms of LDL. And that low-density lipoprotein that is damaged uh, will be seen by your body as an inflammatory foreign body because it's not normal LDL anymore. It's been damaged. And so your body goes and gobbles it up with phagocytites with a type of white blood cell and carries it over to the w- wall of the artery, sticks it underneath the intima, the lining of the artery, and gets it out of the way so that it won't cause inflammation and damage the other tissues around it. The problem is that that plaque builds up and you basically got a big wall of inflammatory pus mm. piling up along that arterial wall. And if that plaque ruptures, it triggers a clot in the artery, and that clot shuts down the blood supply to part of your body. And when it happens in your heart, we call it a heart attack. It kills part of the heart muscle. If it happens in the brain, then it's a stroke. Okay, It can happen in your feet, your legs, your fingertips, uh, your, your kidneys. So these thrombi that are forming from damaged LDL, Now, there's two ways to prevent that. One is you make less LDL, and most of your cholesterol is going to be LDL. If you're running around 200, I'm going to bet that 130, 140 of your your total cholesterol is LDL, okay? Um, and maybe more. Mm. So if you lower the total amount of, of LDL available to be damaged, you get less damaged cholesterol because there's less of it to be damaged. The other approach, though, is to lower the blood sugar, lower the free radicals, lower the inflammatory cytokines, because the cholesterol itself is not the problem. It's the damaged cholesterol that's the problem. Right? Um, Mm. and And so you've got a couple of different ways to approach cholesterol. The simplest one is just simply say, let's have less of it. Okay, that works, but it's kind of tough to get it really down you know, without using some rather potent drugs, and the drugs have their own side effects and adverse effects. So, to make it more complex, by the way, we now fractionate LDL into three or four subfractions. So there are 
very low-density lipoproteins, low-density, somewhat less low-density, and so on. We also subfractionate the high-density lipoproteins. And we are now looking at some other things, such as LP little a's. Oh, boy. Uh, So we, we now are learning a lot more about what's triggering these heart attacks, and we're able to look at them with much more precision than we used to. Uh, and so at Longevity, we're doing some testing on, on people that have high risks uh, that are letting us get a much more precise look at what kind of risk you're in. Uh, and we can even measure how much in the way of plaque you're forming and how much risk you are of having that plaque rupture and cause a stroke or a heart attack. And we can give you warning of that well in advance. That's good so, to know. Yeah. We are, we've come upon time for a break, but hang on for a minute. I'm going okay. to finish up with this after the break, okay? Okay, so Kathy, you stay right there. We'll be Great. right back. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and we would love to talk with you. 800-465-8770 is the number to get through. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more info on cholesterol and the complications in just a moment. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I went to the Linwood office and I must tell you, your staff is so amazing. At, at Longevity, they talk to you. They, they make you understand what's going on and they give you the numbers so you have a starting point. And that's what I love about coming to you guys. You know I can be found. Sit home all alone. If you can't come around, at least please tell the phone. Don't be cruel to who hard is true. 
and we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon here to talk with you this morning, and we would love to talk with you. Here is the number to get through on our phone lines, 800-465-8770. And we were talking with Kathy right before the break about cholesterol and all the complexities. <laughs> more than just one number, right, Dr. Mixon? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the more we know, the more complex it gets to be. Um, and the other thing we haven't even mentioned now is particle sizes. We, we actually measure how big the particles of cholesterol are. And the size of the particles, the types of the particles, give us a lot of insight into your risk factors. So, you know, used to be it was, what's your cholesterol number? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's your number? Ah, you're good. Yeah. You're bad. Yeah. Now it is, what are your baseline cholesterol numbers? What are the types of cholesterol? How much oxidated cholesterol do you have? And what are your particle mm. numbers? Mm. And we put it all together <laughs> to, to risk profile you and tell you where you are and where we need to go next. So, you know, if your doctor is just checking your cholesterol, <laughs> he's only about 30 years out of date. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> More things that they need to know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you, if you really want to know yeah, what your risk factors are, you have to have them look a whole lot better than that. And so by keeping, like, my A1C, trying to keep that in the low, the safe range would help? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that helps Not a lot. Not the LDL. Okay. Yes. That's uh, the if sugar it, part. If you keep your A1C 5.2 or less, you're in a pretty good mm -hmm. place. Okay, anything over okay. 5.2, we start to get increasing risks. So, so yes, A1C should be 5.2 or below. And, uh, you know, you should make sure you're taking plenty of antioxidant supplements, vitamin C, resveratrol, that sort of thing. Uh, okay. And, you know, and then intermittent fasting helps. And then keeping your body fat down. Yeah. Um, okay. So all of those things are important, but then if we really want to know, we go ahead and, and do the laboratory test. I, you know, it's just a blood test like a cholesterol. It's a little fancier, a little more expensive, but it gives us a whole lot more information as about your risk factors. On the cholesterol or the uh -huh. whole... No, on the, we fractionate the cholesterol in multiple ways. Okay. We, we break the cholesterol down into six different forms of cholesterol. And we look at APO, you know, LP and LPA, and we look at particle sizes. And with all of that information, we can give you a very precise risk. We can then also look in and say, how much plaque does this woman have in her arteries? And what stage is this plaque at? Is this an early plaque? Is this mm. a, a mature plaque? Is this a plaque that's getting near rupture? Uh, because that gives us warning that you may be on the verge of actually having a stroke or a heart attack. And so by okay. checking things like myeloperoxidase, we can take a, a good look at those things. Well, so. thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you for the call, Kathy. Take care, young lady. All right. Bye -bye. Okay, talking with Dr. Mixon today on Leading Edge Medicine. Here's the number to get through, 800-465-8770. We're headed to Lakewood now, and we have Sharon on the line. Good morning, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Good morning. How can we help? I have help? a question. 
Can you hear me? I hear you just fine. How can Hello? we help you, dear? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a person in my family who's been diagnosed with multiple <clears throat> system atrophy type C. Okay. Uh, we have very little information about it. I'm wondering what you can tell me about that and um, what he's in for. Well, he's got troubles. Oh. Um, this is a, a progressive neurologic degenerative diseases. There are usually two general forms of it, the Parkinsonian form and the cerebellar form. I'm presuming the type C stands for cerebellar in this case. Um, this is where the, the autonomic nervous system, the parts of your brain that control the automatic things, heart rate, blood pressure, temperature control, bowel function, all of these things, uh, is going bad and is starting to degenerate. And so you'll get um, uh, changes in sweating. You'll get uh, uh, constipation or loss of urinary control or blood pressure will drop out when you stand up. Uh, sleep disorders, uh, sexual dysfunction is usually the least of your worries by that point, but it's it's one of the autonomic things. So it usually starts in the 50s and 60s, and it progresses slowly over time and results eventually in death. And we have no cures. None at all right now. And this is for MS, and that stands for... No, it's no, not. This is it's not, not MS. This is not multiple sclerosis. Okay, this no, is multiple this is multi, multi multiple system, system atrophy. atrophy. Okay, yeah, something different. And, yeah, and this okay. is this is a brain degenerative disorder, but uh, the type C says it's in the cerebellum mm. as opposed to the Parkinsonian form. The Parkinsonian form involves a lot of motor and motion sort of stuff. The cerebellar form involves no. more of the 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 um, control he's uh, been, of blood pressure. Go ahead. He's been he's seeing what? doctors for about four years, and we finally uh, come to this. Oh, wow. And of course, now um, when I looked it up, and um, w- but we there's nothing that the doctors <clears throat> are doing about it. No. Or anything, and I just kind of wanted your input because I do yeah. listen to you a lot. I am your patient, so. Okay. Yeah, it's they're not doing much because we don't have much to do. Wow. It's one of those things they're monitoring. They're just kind of documenting him as he goes downhill. Uh, you know, most of the treatments are just lifestyle interventions. You know, if, they, if he gets his blood pressure drops out when he stands up, you know, you don't let him walk on the stairs by himself. You have somebody with him when he gets up. You make sure there are handrails he can grab in case he starts to get dizzy. Um, you know, it's, it's mostly interventions just to keep him as safe as we can as long as we can. Do people eventually go into uh, uh, care places or... Uh, Frequently, yes. Um, I, I, I'm, we're looking for a long-term vision. Yeah. Well, the, you know, I mean, the long-term, the long-term outlook with this disease is grim. I mean, everybody eventually dies okay. from it. And, uh, you know, and so, yes, the disability is progressive and it piles up. Ideally, of course, if there's enough... Uh, you know, either financial resources to hire enough help or there's a family that's involved. You know, we like to let people stay home and and age in place as much as we possibly can, just because 
Uh, it's home. It's uh, nobody wants to be in an institution if they do. can help it. No, no, there is okay. really nothing. We just mm. the the current state of the of the science is abysmal. We just don't have anything, at least nothing I know of. And I presume he's seeing a first rate neurologist or a team of neurologists. You know, they probably well, know more so about it than people. I do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And they, but we've been running around there. We've been there have been so many, what four yeah. years of trying to get to where we got a, a word of what it was. Yeah, a diagnosis. So, yeah. Now we're dealing with the, uh, you know, grim uh, things that are happening with him. And yes. so I think you've um, you've given me any information that's out there, and I appreciate that. So thank you, yeah, Doctor. You're welcome, man. Oh, thank you. I for wish calling, I could Sharon. give you something, you know magical or really helpful because I, I know what I've just told you is depressing as hell. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I know you that. do, but there's you got lots of stuff for the rest of us. So thank you. All right. You're there welcome, you go. Thank you for the Take call, care. Sharon. All right. You know, when I was a I don't see this sort of thing much anymore as mm-hmm. because this practice is specializing in the aging process. I used to really when I, in my days as a country doc for 20-some years, I hated having to give people bad news. It was, you know, I mean, mm. we go into medicine because we are nurturers. We, we, we want to help. We want to find yeah, answers. We make a decent living, but it's not the money that gets you in medicine. Mm-hmm. You go to medicine because you want to help. And when you see people that desperately need your help and you can't help, mm. it really whacks the doctors. Uh, doctors hate those days because we just feel like failures, oh. like we ought to be able to help and we can't, you know, oh. and and doctors cope with that feeling of failure in different ways. And some guys get very brusque and, and distant, you know, uh, I recall one day I had to tell one day I had to tell three separate nice young people oh. that they had diseases that were going to kill them in oh. unpleasant ways. And I went home that night so depressed. Oh, I, I ended up calling the office, canceling the rest of the week, got on an airplane and went to Hawaii to sit on the beach. There you go. <laughs> just, just to contemplate just that. To, yeah. I just had to get away. Oh. You know, there are, people forget that these things impact the doctors, mm-hmm. not as much as the poor person who gets the diagnosis, mm-hmm. but we hate giving these sorts of diagnoses. Oh, we dread them and we avoid them as much as we possibly can. Doctors are people, too. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, We'll be back with more of your phone calls and more of your questions. And if you have a question, here's the number to jot down. It's 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Leading Edge Medicine, of course, brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinics, offering still that free health analysis appointment. And you can get through and make that appointment by calling 866-86-YOUNG or find out more about us and sign up online at lmclinic.com. We'll be back with our number two in just a moment. Stay right there.